welcome back to the Stadium Journey podcast, and thanks for sticking with us. Stadium Journey is the industry leader in stadium reviews for the sports fan, with full stadium reviews of over 2,600 venues in 61 countries. Check out all of our reviews on our website, stadiumjourney.com. Also, check us out on all our social media platforms on Facebook at facebook.com slash stadium journey, on Twitter at stadium journey, and on Instagram also at stadium journey. And if you like what you hear on the podcast or see on the website, think about supporting our work on Patreon. Support a level start at just $2 per month and come with exclusive members only rewards. Go to patreon.com slash stadium journey for details. And to find all the best podcasts on the internet, go to HIACTalkRadio.com. That's where you'll find wrestling podcasts, MMA podcasts, Obey the Putt, and so much more. Or you can just go to any of your finer podcast aggregators on your phone and type in HIACTalkRadio. They'll all be there. And check us out on Twitter at HIACTalkRadio. Ever wonder how many stadiums you've been to and how that compares to your friends or what your favorite team's record is based on only the games you've attended? There's now an app for that. Sports Passport, the easy way to track, chronicle, and relive every game you attend. Visit sportspassport.com or find Sports Passport in the Apple App Store today. Sports Passport is the official sponsor of the Stadium Journey podcast. Now, once again, it's time to introduce everybody. I am Paul Baker. You can follow my stadium journeys on Twitter at PuckmanRI. With me, as always, is Dave Cotney. Dave, where can the people follow your journeys online? All of the people can follow me at Sports Passport, a view from my seat, Twitter, and Instagram at Profan9. Also joining us once again is Mark Viquez. Mark, where can our listeners follow your journeys online? They can follow me on Twitter at Ballpark Hunter. 24-7. And that was your broadcasting voice. And last, but certainly not least, is our producer coming to us today from Chunky, Mississippi, is the above-average comedian, Dan Colachico. Dan, where can our listeners follow you online? You can follow me at DanLaw83. I actually have no idea where I am now. I just have no idea. You're in Chunky, Mississippi. Sure. <laughs> so, for those of you who are with us, uh, we last week... We recapped the ballparks of the American League, and we are going to move on now to the the other league, the National League. Thank you. Or did I just say National League? The I'm Senior Circuit. The Senior Circuit. There you go. The place where pitchers hit and people get excited for double switches, the National League. Boom! Unless they're scoring the game. <laughs> do not mock Tony La Russa. You know what? I saw, I was at a game the other night, a college, summer college league game. And there was a kid, he must have been about eight or nine years old, and he was scoring the game, and it just made me feel good to see him doing that. Aww. Well, Jackson Jackson scored a, a, tried to score a game in, in Mississippi, and uh, the double switches killed him. <laughs> <laughs> I used to, I used to uh, keep score at games until I started working for Stadium Journey. Now I, I get too anxious. I, I've got to go walk around and check out the ballpark at some point during the game. I can't sit there for the whole nine innings anymore. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm the same way. I'm everything that's wrong with society today. I can't sit still. So our, we're going to run down the 15 ballparks of the National League according to the Stadium Journey website. Uh, you can go once again. You can go to stadiumjourney.com. Check out our rankings. They're based on the fanfare rating system, which takes into account uh, food, atmosphere at the ballpark, the neighborhood the ballpark's in, 
fan support, uh, value, your return on investment, uh, access both to the ballpark and once you get inside the ballpark, and then a catch-all category for anything that's extra. You know, for example, uh, you know, some ballparks have a great display of the team's history. That could count for something, and that's where we put it in there. So uh, the the, uh, correspondents will give their score, and if there is a tie, we break it by crowd reviews. So for those of you who like the website, go to the website, put in your own crowd reviews, when we do ranking episodes, we do take that stuff into account. So you have a voice. Maybe not in this podcast, but you do have a voice. Nah, that's fun. So National League. We're going to start out at the bottom. We're going to run this down 15 to 1 Casey Kasem style. So starting <laughs> off at uh, oh, before we a get long started. distance dedication. <laughs> Dear Casey, it's about I haven't a little, seen my father in about, 50 years, it's about a little but I know job. he's out there. Can you play Linda Ronstadt? Somewhere out there. Well, you ever guys? You guys ever hear the 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 snuggles thing where he flips out about the dog? Oh and, wow! I have forgotten about that. Can't believe you had an up tempo number and a goddamn death dedication. <laughs> Although yeah. I have a hard time listening to uh, Casey Kasem and not thinking of him as the voice of Robin from Super Friends and Shaggy and, and Shaggy. Yeah, and Sebastian from Josie and the Pussycats. Let me just say, Robin never sound tougher. No. <laughs> okay, we better get going here before we're, uh... I'd love to hear Casey Kasem and Chris Shepard do a top countdown list. That'd be Where was excellent. I? I have no idea. I've lost control. <laughs> Number, of 15. Number 15. Number <laughs> 15. Uh, I wanted to just Casey give everybody a bit of coast. background. Between the four of us here, we have been to all 30 Major League ballparks. So unlike some... Sports where we don't know what the heck we've been talking about. In this case, we are the experts. Yeah, I got I got fourteen in the National League. You got fourteen, got... Mark. You've got what? Thirteen? Uh, twelve. 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 I've got nine. Damn you, Atlanta. And <laughs> and oh, uh, Dan, you got one. Yes, Dan has one. Te- uh, are we talking about all time? We're still standing. Oh, it's National, still standing. National League still standing. Yeah, yeah, still playing. playing. One. Listen, before I met you guys and my fiance, I didn't think, oh, travel to the other city. Go to the other <laughs> state. No, I got two. Two, sucker. <laughs> hey, two beats a lot of people. Okay. I think All my right. wife has been to more Major League ballparks. I don't she wanna, I can't go my anywhere wife, else because people go, oh, you're a Phillies fan. We're going to beat you up. <laughs> Yeah, my Let wife me. has the 20 I have, so. Yeah, no, I think she's Excellent. only been to Chicago. Let's go, 15. That's 15. That's cheating. Well, my wife has not been to Memorial Stadium in Baltimore, and I have. Oh. All right, number 15. We're going to start the National League off right with a shocker, okay? Are you ready for this one? Number 15 on the stadium journey rankings of National League ballparks, Miller Park, the Milwaukee Brewers. Bah! What? No way. Is that where they clap racist? I'm sorry. No I'm sorry. I take okay. that back. I got I got Miller Park at number eight. Uh, Miller Park probably has the best tailgating scene in all of baseball for sure. Uh, not it's not a difficult spot to get to. Uh, and one of the things that uh, I did the tour at Miller Park too. Um, great tour. One of the things that I like about Miller Park the most is the ability to bring my little transistor radio, turn it on, and listen to Mr. Baseball call the game, Bob Uecker. Uh That's uh, definitely 
a highlight. Uh, good mm. brats, good beer. Uh, Miller Park, far from the bottom. I got it at number eight. Of yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. The best tailgating, I believe that's where tailgating was invented. The best brats, uh, the best uh, cold beer. I had it low. I had it at uh, number 12. And the reason I had it there, I, I besides from the tailgating and the food, I felt like it reminded me of Chase Field in Phoenix. Just felt like I was in a warehouse. I wasn't that excited about it. I, I don't know. It's just a lot of people like Milwaukee. They talk about it. I love Milwaukee as a city. I love the fans themselves. Just wasn't a huge – when I'm comparing it to the other ballparks, just Miller Field. Miller Park just did not rank up there with some of the other ones in the uh, senior circuit. I've got Miller Park ranked down low too, eight out of nine that I've been to in the National League. Uh, I went there on a day where the tailgating wasn't even that impressive. So, But the tailgating scene is awesome. Uh, like you guys are saying, the food and the beverage there is great. But I, I think maybe with me it's those indoor ballparks. Not a fan. Not a fan. I know that they're necessary. Milwaukee in April, I don't want to be sitting outside <laughs> at a ball game either. Mm-mm. And I don't know if I want to get a little off color here, but the roof at Miller Park, I just couldn't help but thinking that I was a gynecologist when I was sorry. Yeah. I had to go there. Yeah. It was just, who thought that was a good design? I mean, <laughs> suddenly, in April, when you're freezing your butt off, it's a good design because it's keeping your butt toasty. <laughs> and, and here's one thing, and this is for me personally, I love County Stadium. That was one of my favorite ballparks. And that might be why it ranks a little bit lower. It just, I miss County Stadium. That to me was old time baseball, cheap tickets, cheap food, cheap parking. And they replace it with this modern facility that I don't think makes the grade. But what do I know? But just to give it a little perspective, if we put this ranking in the American League, it would be at number nine. So oh. the case to be said that the National League ballparks as a whole are far superior than the American How League. How about that? All right. So um, we might have to edit some content out of that little discussion there. Uh, I, but, I <laughs> lost the time. It's gone. <laughs> All right, coming in at number 14 is Marlins Park in Miami. Oh, boy. Hated it. Really? <laughs> no, I've never been there. I wait, wait. So. Where the fish are? Uh, yes. Okay, so Marlins Park. Uh, the fan I think I'm the only one that's been there. Is that is that correct? <laughs> Mark's so, the line of the No, night. Mark's been there. <laughs> No, no, I have no, I have not been. That's one of the two stadiums I have not been to. I've been to whatever. I thought Washington uh, was the one of the ones. No, Washington, Miami. So Marlins Ballpark, um, I have it at number three. What? Oh, you know, just and leave. Here's why. Get out. You're fired. It's it's pretty simple, actually. Uh, Girls we and talked, We talked the last time we talked about Camden, and we talked post Camden. And there will be one or two spots on this list that will just be copycats of Camden. Mm. What I like about Marlins Ballpark is it's unique. The colors are unique. Yeah. They're Miami. Um, I I like the location in that it used to be the Orange Bowl. 
So one of the things they've done is they've taken the old letters from the Orange Bowl and kind of uh, haphazardly put them in the ground as a as a, an art form uh, on the outside, like they're embedded in the concrete, which is kind of neat. Uh, unlike that uh, quote unquote general manager that they have there, I love the home run stat, uh, sculpture. I think it's awesome. It's Eric uh, Jeter doesn't. Ah, yeah, it. Marlins ballpark is Miami and it's so different than everything else. Um, the roof was absolutely needed. The biggest problem with Marlins ballpark is the lack of people there. But I, I probably am, um, in the minority. Uh, of people who would rank Merlin's ballpark as high as it is. Uh, they had the bobblehead museum, which was pretty cool. Yeah. It, it, the whole thing shake and bobble. The whole, the whole, uh, it's, it's like this giant glass display case full of bobbleheads and it moves so that the heads are shaking the whole time. So yeah, it was, it was pretty. Well, neat. Th- that's an interesting point. It, it does stand out and uh, I haven't been there, so I really can't say too much about it. Uh, but, you know, the Marlins, uh, it, it's a shame that that stadium was built and it was going to usher in a new era of the team. Uh, they had gone out and signed some high free agent profile players at the time and they started off the season red hot and then they traded everybody within a year or so. So, uh, you know, and then this year all their top players were traded away for peanuts and uh, they're actually uh, actually competing in the East a few games ahead of the Mets. So I just hope they can get a baseball team there that can play consistently. So then maybe we can get a better baseline of what baseball can be like in Miami, because I think the fans have been jilted way too many times in the past 25 years. Absolutely. Way too many times. There was no reason to get rid of all their players this year. That place could have been fun, exciting. And maybe we were talking a little bit differently about that baseball stadium down there. What, what if, uh, Jose, was it Jose Fernandez? Was that his name? Jose Reyes was a, a big sign. No, the big oh, pitcher. The pitcher yeah, yeah, Hernandez. Uh, he passed away. Yeah, without him dying, uh, it'd be interesting to see what what that team would be like. Uh, there was an article that I read that said that that was the uh, the difference, that the turning point in the franchise to where they are now. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's uh, you know, I, I just think people in Miami they like a winner. They want to see progress, and they have this giant green elephant down there that uh, people aren't going to. And, you know, you said it stands out among the other ballparks in the uh, major leagues. You know you're in Miami when you're there. So if I ever get down to Miami again, I'll uh, I'll check it out because my last time there, I was at the old football stadium that the team played at, and that was Mm god-awful. All right. Oh, coming Next. at number 13, Citizens Bank Park in Philadelphia. Ooh. Whew. Wow. I like I, – I hate the Phillies. I like this ballpark. I like it more than City Field, home of my Mets. We hate uh, you too, Mark. You it's know what? I, I know that. You, you guys tell us that all the time. New York sucks. New Jersey sucks. Oh, 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 New Jersey. Yeah, what? We hear, we hear oh, I'll fight him with the Jersey sucks. Yeah. Right. The the one nice thing you guys say is, oh, at least you're not a Pittsburgh Penguins fan. But, yeah. you know, no, right. but but Citizens Bank Park, 
I think this is an underrated place. You know, it's located uh, in, in that sports complex of uh, on Broad Street, uh, South Broad Street. It is uh, a, a fun place to be throughout the game. There are some great cheesesteaks there. There are some great sights. Uh, I love uh, how it has a little bit of that brick and ivy in certain sections. It's a very pleasant place to watch baseball. And like I said, I, I hate the Phillies. I, I hate them. I, I'm not there to cheer for them. <laughs> You know, I have gone to war with many Philly fans in my life wearing a Met hat or a Met jersey, which uh, I don't know if I do that anymore. But, but yeah, a great again, place. Mark. And I have this ranked on my list, uh, number eight. Number eight. So, yeah, a little bit of discrepancy from the stadium journey list. I have uh, Citizens Bank Park at number nine. Um, like you, I like the uh, I like that it's in the athletic complex. Um, you know, probably one of the – it's probably the best view uh, of any stadium without water. Hmm. See, because you got that nice view of, especially if you're up higher, you can you can see the the cityscape, which is yeah, which is kind of it's kind of nice. Now it's like it's not like some of the other ones that are on the river or. You uh, know, I would say St. Louis has a much better theaters. view without water. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I get got, that. You got the Mississippi. Baltimore before they built that stupid hotel in the way. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I have uh, Citizens Bank Park at number nine. Yeah, Citizens Bank Park never gets a whole lot of love, but I've got it at six out of the nine I've been to. Uh, it's a solid ballpark. It doesn't try too hard, but it's got a lot of, a lot of features that other places have copied, you know, like Ashburn Alley. That, they were really the first ones to do something like that inside the ballpark. I mean, Baltimore had Utah Street. And, you know, Boston had Yawkey Way, but those are kind of separate from the ballpark. Ashburn Alley was right in the ballpark. Um, yeah, it doesn't get much love. And for me, I, I mean, my rankings between, I'd say, between number three and number seven are kind of interchangeable. So they're all neck and neck in my book. But, yeah, uh, it's surprising to see Philly down that low. Uh, uh, at number, go ahead, Dan. Can, can, I, can the Philly guy add some? Uh, no. I, I agree. Okay. No. I, <laughs> Let me tell you a story about Shea Stadium. No, I, um, I agree that it's that low because it's boring. <laughs> uh, no, Ashburn Alley's great. The little walk, the little Walk of Fame stuff. Um, but like before the World Series win, where you got a little history in there, other than just being a ball club, it was kind of hey, here. It is. I loved the. Um, the, the, the lighting rigs that the big lights are on. I think those are fancy or, or, or snappy looking, but I'm not saying it's a piece of crap, but I'm just like, other than the walk of fame, it's just like, eh, eh. You can take it or leave it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the vet. At least mm. it's standing still. Mm. Yeah. Big, uh, vast improvement over the vet, right? Yeah, vast. So do you, do you miss the vet? Are you like, was that your childhood home or? Yeah, I miss it as it's the ch- I miss the Civic Center and the Vet because it's mm-hmm. I can still smell them, whether it's good or bad. Yeah, is is debatable. Yeah, 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 yeah. yes, yeah. nachos yeah. and sweat, yummy. Yeah. Kind of like Giant Stadium was. This, it had the same odor. Like, oh hey, I bet I'm home. But I would never trade this one in now because we have that World Series win, and I mean we're in first place right now. You, you yeah. know, we have some. Now that there's legacy to it, it feels better going there. Before it was just like, eh, you know, 
All right. So um, from one that may be surprising that it's down low to one that is not surprising to be down near the bottom, Chase Field, Arizona Diamondbacks. <laughs> I hate it. I, 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 this, this was this was number 15 on my list. I, it felt like I was in a new version of the Metrodome, just boring, uh, no, nothing uh, pleasingly nice about it, uh, aesthetically vapid. Uh, it was the only thing I enjoyed was the AC because it was about 120 degrees outside. Uh, I I did not enjoy this place at all, and uh, it, number 15 for me. So you guys talk amongst yourself. I'm done. <laughs> uh, also I, at the bottom of my rankings, um, and Mark, I couldn't say it any better. Uh, nothing to make this ballpark stand out. I was there. Yeah, I was also there in a day. It was 120 degrees. Was the high temperature so. The air conditioning was much appreciated, but outside of that, not a whole lot to really distinguish this ballpark. Uh, that's the one uh, in the National League I haven't been to, so I can't uh, I can't disagree with you. I mean, even I Arizona, even the Diamondbacks wanted a new stadium at one point, right? Weren't they fussing? Oh, they're they're duking it out with the uh, with the county, like right now. Yeah, it's it's. I didn't. I said I wasn't going to say anything, but it just, this is what Milwaukee and Arizona. It's just these. It just feel like I'm in a giant hangar. Now that's appealing in a hockey arena, but not in a baseball stadium. <laughs> oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, another another dome near the bottom of the list for me. So, oh well, it couldn't have been that important. So yeah, I oh Arizona will probably be the next ballpark to be replaced, either Arizona or Tampa. I can see that. Put less seats in there, maybe? That's just because Oakland can't get their stuff together. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, if if the Giants let them build in San Jose, they'd probably be playing there by now. Yeah. So, uh, well, we'll see what happens there. We'll we'll, uh, start a pool. Which city is going to get the ballpark next? All right. So, coming in at number 11, speaking of new ballparks, SunTrust Stadium. Brand new, but only at number 11. Number Ah, 11. that's That's a little on the low side. So uh, outside of any, you can blame Lloyd for this. Lloyd did this review. Lloyd Brown. <laughs> outside yeah. of any uh, any bribery or, or perks that Lloyd Brown <laughs> might have uh, possibly suggested to be coming my way, um, no, I had I had SunTrust Park at number six. Uh, I was there this month, so uh, it was. I, I will say it was much better than I expected. Uh, it is northwest of Atlanta. So it's not kind of it's not where Phillips Arena and Mercedes Benz is, which is kind of in the downtown area, like it or not. Um, but the battery area and Lloyd was on it. He talked about the love of the battery. It was much bigger than I ever expected. Uh, there is a lot of stuff going on around there, and. <laughs> and I enjoyed it. I thought it was uh, I thought it was a nice park. There, there's not really too many things that will you know you sit in the seats and it'll it'll stand out. Um, they do still have the uh, the Chick Fil A cow um, out in center field. Uh, the Hall of Fame area, I will say, is is much much better than than what they had at at Turner. So yeah, I had SunTrust at six. Yeah, no, and you know I had it at seven. I was fortunate enough to to go down there this summer, spend some time with Lloyd, 
and he gave me a little bit of information about the building. Uh, the what I found intriguing was they built this in this business complex area of, of town, away from downtown Atlanta, and they built their own downtown setting, dubbed the Battery, uh, complete with a grass area where kids can play and they can have live events. Uh, they have a drum corps band that comes out before the game to get you hyped. Uh, they uh, have a, a movie theater and a, a comedy hall outside. They have places to hang out. Uh, they have individual place uh, parking lots and parking decks that kind of are tucked into the fabric of the, uh, the, the battery setting. And, you know, once you think about it more and more, I think this ballpark will probably rise on the list. Uh, it, it, it has everything you need. It's comfortable. It's cozy. It's got some nice food selection. It doesn't knock you out. It did take me a while to find some basic ballpark nachos on the top deck, but it's uh, it's it, it's a fun place to be. It's uh, it's 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 one of those that I think we're going to uh, we're going to like a little bit more in the future. Just give it some time to marinate with the rest of us uh, travelers. Yeah, I think some ballparks need to get lived in before they can hit their <laughs> full potential. Uh, I'll be hitting SunTrust in a couple of weeks myself, so I can't wait. To see it. Nice. So coming in at number ten is Dodger Stadium. Ooh. Dodger Stadium. The most overrated spot in the world. (laughs) My grandfather would be happy. I have Dodger Stadium at number 14. Uh, It's in the middle of the middle of the middle of nowhere. Well, it's not easy to get to. uh, And it's surrounded by parking lot after parking lot after parking lot. Um, It's almost like a meteor landed. And where the meteor landed is Dodger Stadium, and the followed all around it are the parking lots. Uh, we actually lost the car and uh, had a heck of a time uh, finding the car there. Uh, it was really hot. Um, the Think Blue sign is is okay, but, you know, it, there's nothing that really jumps out at me. If you put Dodger Stadium in Milwaukee, it would not be thought of as as highly as it is. Yeah, you know what? I like Dodger Stadium because it's – I think it's the third oldest ballpark now after Fenway and uh, Dodger Stadium. I'm sorry, Fenway and Wrigley. You know, they built, I think, 61 is when it debuted, and it's, it's still considered a, a great place to see a baseball game at. It definitely has that early 60s vibe, architect, and look. The Dodgers have never had another stadium uh, since then in Los Angeles. It has stood the test of time. It's one of those iconic landmarks in uh, Los Angeles to see a game. I had it at number six, which, you know, I, I, that, that was surprising for me because I didn't know what to think of it. But when I, I looked at the uh, listings and the fanfare score of my own, that's how high it ranked. Uh, but you know, I went there. I was there with every time I've been there, it's been sold out. Dodgers are a very sexy team to visit when uh, you're in town. And, you know, I, I think it kind of uh, it feels like Los Angeles. But you're right. If that was in any other city, I don't know if it would still be standing. So one of only two ballparks where if you have an upper level ticket, you cannot access the lower level. Yeah, I think. Yeah, you're right. I am right. <laughs> I've never been there, so I can't comment. So uh, coming in next at number nine, City Field, New York Mets. City Field, number nine. I don't agree City. with this at all because it's higher ranked than the Citizens Bank Park. 
Okay, Dan, producer man, I had Philly at number nine. I have City Field at number ten. Uh, yeah, and I, I had I had City Field nine, and I had uh, Citizens at eight. I think Citizens is a nicer park. Uh, I'm a Met fan. I grew up going to Shea. I grew up watching the Mets play at Shea. It, it doesn't feel like I'm watching the Mets play at City Field compared to watching Shea, but that's more of a personal choice. Uh, I would give them this. They have great food selection there, a definite five, some local regional food like uh, Shake Shack. They have great pizzas. They have great Italian food. Uh, they have some great uh, – they even have some nice barbecue up there from what I remember. I like the Shea Bridge. I like how the Apple's back. I love how they have that Dodger Ebbets Field facade. However, when it first opened, one of my gripes was it felt more like a more like a, a homage to Dodger history and National League baseball history more to the Mets. Jackie Robinson's an iconic player, deserves to be honored anywhere uh, anywhere you go in baseball. So I like that uh, walking in the stadium. But dang it, can I see a Tom Seaver statue? Can I see Gary Carter's number retired? How do you not have a Bobby Bonilla statue with that contract? Well, no, we're not having a bother. <laughs> you know what? He's still getting paid. Here's the thing. Most teams give the players that much money up front. The Mets decide to kind of spread it out after a few years. But, yeah. But I'm saying just I want to see more more history towards the Mets there. They have a Hall of Fame, which is which is nice. It's not as good as some other ones I've seen, like Kansas City. But I, I, let's see some retired numbers up there. You know, let's see some statues. Let, let, let's make the Met history something that – us fans are proud of, you know, it, it's, I get it. We have been terrible, especially tonight, uh, 19 to nothing now, but I, I want to see more of, uh, more love towards the past glory years. Some of our players are not all hall of famers, but there are hall of famers, damn it. And we want to see more of that. I, I, that's well put. I have, no, I know several Phillies fans that will go up there. Sorry. Uh, just because they like the stadium so much. So that's yeah. saying, that's saying something. And see, I'd rather go to Philly to see a game. So that's it's, so weird. I feel the exact opposite. I'd rather, I'd rather try the other one out just because. Well, the thing is driving from New Jersey, going to a game in city field, you're paying the Verrazano, you're paying the outer bridge, oh. you're paying a park Ugh. going to Philly. You're just paying a park. So unless you park in Roosevelt park, is that what's called? There's a park down there for free. And no, I, th- I think you. Uh, I think you said a lot of stuff that's that's bang on. Yeah. Um, oh, thank you. I love the. I love the apple, of course. Um, I like the. I like. I like how they have still clung hung on to Jackie Robinson, although he was a Dodger. He was a Brooklyn Dodger. He wasn't a Los Angeles Dodger. <laughs> so the Jackie Robinson rotunda there, I kind of like. I like how it looks like Ebbets Field, but. You know, more Mets, definitely more Mets. And it hasn't been said yet, but I'll say it here. City Field is infinitely better than Yankee Stadium. Oh, yes. Yes. Agreed. Yes, yes. Agreed. The biggest uh, drawback agreed. for City Field is its location. I, I think <laughs> if you put that down in a different neighborhood, you know, it may get a little more love than it gets. Yeah, you have a lot of uh, uh, auto repair shops and junkyards to look at outside. But it's always been like that. So I guess as a Met fan, you've come to expect that. But, yeah, why doesn't somebody go there and kind of yuppify it? Exactly. Imagine the things you can do out there. 
Yeah, because there is room. The I mean, the U.S. Tennis Association is right there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the potential's there. I know the last time I went to City Field, I went in the parking lot, found first base, took a knee, and cried a little bit. <laughs> Much different memories. But. Yeah, at least for Red Sox fans. Yes. All right, City Field, uh, you know, maybe right where it should be in the, in the rankings. Uh, how about yeah. number eight, Nationals Park, Washington Nationals? Haven't been there, so unfortunately, I, I don't know. I know it's expensive to park there. That's the only thing I can tell you. I See, I, I feel the same way about Nats Park as I do. To me, as a Phillies fan, it seems like a clone of Citizens Bank. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not bad. It's not a dumb. It's just, yeah. Now compared to RFK Stadium, it's got uh, it, it's it's oh. it's it's unbelievable. It's <laughs> it's the greatest thing that's ever been in that city as far as sports goes. But comparing to other baseball parks, that you know, I'm, it's just it's cool. But it's just like eh. yeah. I've I've got National Park at thirteen, thirteen of fourteen. Um, it's okay. Uh, there's nothing. There's nothing much that really jumps out about National Park to me. Uh, there are a few seats. Well, at that time, at the time that I went, which was quite a few years ago, there are a few seats where you can look out and see the Capitol Building. Yeah, but those few. seats are kind of few and far between, and you really got to know where you're looking. I think. Um, but yeah, it's, it was just fine. There was. There's nothing really that stands out. That's overly spectacular. Uh, not, not the easiest to get to, but I mean, nothing in Washington is easy to get to. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, I don't know. I would kind of debate you on that one. Um, yeah, driving to National Park is a nightmare. Um, I kind of like National Park. It's fun. I mean, I, I like the racing presidents. I think that's. That's I true. I think all, all the knockoffs from it are just you know don't like them, but you know the presidents is really an original twist on that, and the Nationals to me have the best ballpark food item anywhere and that would be a ben's chili bowl half smoke <laughs> end of story mm. nothing better anywhere and i, I defy you to defy you to you can argue at, at me all you want is dan with the cha-cha bowls at 18 t park are, are mighty fine well i haven't had those yet but <laughs> uh, you know just to kick back to philly for a second nothing beat those vet nachos man uh, <laughs> i can still taste so. them god dang it Oh, man. Uh, and if you're taking public transportation, National Park is pretty easy to get to. I know some people rag on the uh, the metro, but I don't know. I've always had no problem we, getting into that stadium. When I a year after I moved down here, I went to see Paul McCartney at Nats Park. I did not have to know how to get there and fig- feel like figuring it out on the metro. I didn't know the stops, and I and it, I don't like not knowing where I'm going. So I decided to drive. Oh, big mistake. <laughs> Dumb, dumb, dumb. Now, like, luckily, I think the show is a Thursday or Friday night, so they delayed the show an hour and a half anyway, which is good because I got there with ten minutes to spare in my seat. Oh wow, wow, yeah, that bad. I wanted to kill something. The next living thing next to me was going. Now, what what made you so late? Just finding a parking traffic, spot. The traffic. I spent a half an hour at around the stadium trying to park, and I Ooh. bought a parking spot hmm. at the stadium. Never happened again. Never did it again. There is a. I'm not going to tell exactly where it is, but it's kind of where the new uh, soccer stadium is. There is a parking lot there. 
That's where I go. It takes okay. two minutes to walk from. And I, I heard that's a tough place to park at, too, the new soccer stadium. I've been there since it's there. I don't really want to find out. <laughs> okay. All right. So Nats Park at number eight. Now, the, we got seven parks left, and I would argue that six of them would be among anybody's top ten list, unless you're Dave who puts the Marlins Park in there. All right. <laughs> so coming in at number seven, Coors Field, Colorado Rockies. I got Coors Field at number five. Uh, great, great location. Uh, I like the mile high seats. Um, they have they have taken some of the worst seats in the park, turned them into like a stand up bar, and now it's the most popular area. I don't know how they did it. I don't know how they sold it, but it works. Uh, I also feel that I had had the benefit of being there when the Rockies were good. So. A place that probably has had on and off fan support was really good when I was there. Um, you know, it's it's the brown brick and green seats, uh, but I I enjoyed I enjoyed Coors Field a lot. Number five. Yeah, this was a ballpark when I was there. It didn't really stand out to me, but when I started thinking about it for this list, it ranked up there. I had it uh, at number five as well. Uh, you have the nice neighborhood, which has even be- which has become even better since I was there. Uh, you have some interesting food choices like Rocky Mountain oysters, which are uh, sliced bull's testicles deep fried in a batter. You Serve get those with- at the ballpark? Yeah. Serve yeah. a cocktail sauce. They didn't have them when I was there, uh, but that is something you can get there now. In fact, uh, they're so popular that a-, a minor league baseball team in Colorado Springs is opting to choose that name. But, you know, Denver is just one of those towns that people love. They get crazy about. And if you're there during the right time of year, which people say around September, I, I assume going to Rockies game would uh, be a mighty fine thing to do. All right. I have not been there. Um, You know what, Dave, you're talking about taking the worst seats in the house and turning it into a bar. Mm-hmm. That idea was so good that Fenway Park stole it. So yeah, no- these are seats that are way up high in the in in the outfield, yeah. and uh, I think they might actually call it like the rock pile or, or yeah. something mm. like that. So you know, and you've hit on something when the classic crazy. old ballparks steal your ideas. Yeah. All right. Speaking of old ballparks, this may be a surprise. Wrigley Field at number six. Wow, that's a shocker. That well, is a shocker. Uh, you remember all that stuff I said about Fenway? Eh. Double it. Uh, I have Wrigley Field at number 11. Ooh. Uh, to me, overrated. White Sox will give you a free ticket. Come on, Bob. Very difficult. <laughs> same thing. Uh, difficult spot to find good seats. You got to really make sure you got good seats. Um, I, I've been three times. The first two times, I had great seats, great day. We had a blast. The last time, we were behind a pole. Uh, we were under an overhang. The wind just zipped right through there, and it was miserable. It was absolutely miserable. Uh, I have great respect for the longevity of Wrigley Field. Uh, of course, the ivy and the brick walls, um, the history. But for me, it's it's just too challenging uh, to make it the best experience possible. 
I had Wrigley at number th- number three. I'm not a Cubs fan. I, I I get a little bit annoyed with Cub fans because you know it's when they're losing they're all cheery, and when they're winning they're even more annoying. Uh, it, Wrigley Field to me is just one of those experiences that, with the exception of maybe Fenway, you just can't have. It's a 104 year old ballpark. The Wrigleyville around it is astonishing. It's, it's, it's a, I can't even think of the word, is outstanding. Uh, if you are a young person moving to Chicago, you want to be in that place. If you're a tourist going to Chicago, you want to see a game there and you want to go hang out at uh, all those different bars and restaurants and clubs nearby. It is just such an amazing experience. It's, it's, y- y- you have to go there to actually realize how, uh, how amazing it is because Wrigley Field is, they're not, they're not going to build ballparks like that anymore. But, Dave, you are right about the seats. I've been there three times. First time were bleacher seats where I don't think I was able to go to the main concourse. Uh, the next time I had seats from uh, an ex-girlfriend's boss, and we had very close seats down behind uh, first base. Excellent, beautiful day. And the last time I went there with a group of friends, we were sort of underneath the uh, top grandstand. And a little bit of uh, – disadvantage but not terrible so that kind of comes with the territory i mean it's it's uh over 10 decades old but it's it's advertised and even if you don't like the cubs if you don't like baseball you know that's a place you at least want to go and take the tour of you want to see the old scoreboard you want to see the ivy uh you want to see where people sing after a cubs win there's just so many cool little traditions there that you don't see at other places and the fly in the w uh, the flag. I mean, now everybody has a W flag who's a Cubs fan. I personally I will would say, like to get one. In... What's I that? will say the uh, take me out to the ballpark ball game, getting a celebrity to sing it is oh, yeah. neat. Yeah. Uh, I think I was at the one that was probably most famous because it was Ozzy Osbourne at the height oh, of wow. the Osbournes. <laughs> and he did Great not show. know the words, and he got booed. Yeah. And they were talking about it on local sports radio for the oh, following week. <laughs> yeah, he probably didn't know where he even was at that time. Probably but, not. And, 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 you know, yeah, and Wrigley Field does have its disadvantages. I would not drive my car and park there. <laughs> even if you find a spot, you know, you, they got to wedge your car in and make sure you're able to go back and, and get it out. Or sometimes you got to leave your key with the guy. Uh, one cool thing to do if they're playing on an Easter Sunday, chances are you're going to probably find a, a spot on the street for free, but that would be my only suggestion. So, uh, take the L think about driving yeah. down there. Yeah. I would just take, take the L, uh, park someplace and, and take the L and, uh, you know, you know, you'll have a fun experience that way as well with all the fans going to the game. So yeah, Wrigley field, I, I think the pros outweigh the negatives, in many areas, uh, the food is is basic ballpark food. Nothing like they have down on the south side, though. So, but it's to me that's the 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 my one of my favorite ballparks. Hard for me to rank Wrigley Field because um, it's really it's so different than everywhere else. Like you were saying, guys, with you know the traditions and the history and stuff. I've only been once, and I had a great time and I had a terrible time. All, all in the same day. Yeah, rooftop um, seats. We forgot about that. Well, yeah. Well, some of them now aren't they blocked by those new scoreboards? They are. They are. But... And, and what you're seeing now with uh, Theo Epstein and his regime is, is you're really seeing it Fen- Fenway fight. If that's 
if that's mm. to be that's the word. Um, they're trying to renovate, like they're doing what they did to Fenway, and it worked at Fenway. I'm not so sure it's going to work at Wrigley, putting all these modern that's, features in. But funny. I found Wrigley dirty. Really, the bathrooms. Oh my God, so dirty. Yeah, um, okay. Food was hor- Food was horrible. Concourses were cramped. Seats. Uh, I mean, I had a bad seat. Like Dave was saying, it might all depend on where you sit, and you know that goes for a lot of ballparks. I uh, and we couldn't find our seats. The seats aren't numbered in order either, which was really <laughs> weird. <laughs> I I don't think that fan base or stadium has suffered enough after Steve Bart. That's just my personal. So I mean, it was it was it was Charles. It's a Charles Dickens Park. For me, it was the best of times and it was the worst of times. But yeah, it was that bad. and that's that's what you're going to have with a, a ballpark of that age. But yeah, here's so the what thing: did you rank it? I had it ranked. No, oh, me? me or me or Paul? I had it three. <laughs> I had it three. Um, what did you have? You know, my National League rankings, as I look at them now, they're screwed. I have it had it at three actually. Okay, out of nine. So, but you know what? Ask me tomorrow; it'll be seven. Ask me the next day. It'll be seven. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. My national leagues—they were, were really interchangeable rankings. But you know, you, as a ball, as a baseball fan, you've got to include Wrigley if, if you're looking to check out ballparks. It's got to be near the top of your list. Love it or hate yeah, it. Yeah, you have to give it. You have to give it its respect. Definitely. And, and and I know the folks out that way feel about Wrigley the same way folks out here feel about Fenway. Yeah, and, and you can't imagine the Cubs not playing in Wrigley. And the Sox not playing in Fenway. Yeah, I think like, you were the one who said it one time. I don't know what Wrigley would be without the Cubs, and I don't know what the Cubs would be without Wrigley. Yeah. It's a it's a great statement. Yeah. All right, so now we're in our top five. Number five, maybe a little lowly ranked here, Petco, Petco Park, San Diego Padres. Petco, I have that at number four, so not too far okay. off from uh, my list. Uh, yeah, a quirky little funky ballpark. I like how they took, uh, you know, existing buildings and they incorporate it into the design. Uh, they have the park within the park, which they have live music and, uh, that's open. I think it's open, uh, throughout the day. I think it's a, you can go there when there's no game. Great food, great weather, great neighborhood, great city, beautiful women. Uh, Petco Park, uh, has it all. The only thing we need is, uh, the Padres wearing brown jerseys. That may even yeah. rank higher. Yeah. yeah. Yes. 2020. It's coming back. Yeah. I had Petco also at number four. Um, yeah. I really enjoyed the, uh, the outfield um, area, the the park in the park uh, that you were talking about. They have a really neat um, sandcastle, like a little yep. beach where they, they bring in people to do, to make like sand sculptures and whatnot. So uh, that was kind of cool. It's definitely San Diego is definitely a, a baseball first kind of kind of city too. Uh, local materials uh, that they use to build the park, uh, and you know, hey, that that big um, that big old bronze statue of Tony Gwynn, who is the god of San Diego, doesn't hurt either. So yeah, I had Petco number four. Uh, the guys actually underrated. You think California, right? Oh, hot. Uh, San Diego gets really cold at night really quickly. So really? one of the most popular guys kicking around there is the dude with the uh, the hot chocolate on his back. He's got the giant hot chocolate thermos on his back and little cups, and he'll pour you a hot chocolate right at your seat. So I can't uh, imagine that. I can't imagine drinking a hot chocolate in San Diego. Yeah. It, wow. Same thing in uh, in San Francisco. Yeah. Very, well, San Francisco cool. gets cold. I know that. 
All right. So <laughs> if you're keeping score at home, and I know you are, you're thinking, all right, who's left in the National League? And there's somebody there that just doesn't belong. Uh-oh, I think I know who it is. And that's coming in at number four, Cincinnati, Great American Ballpark. Uh, you know what? And that's that's a ballpark I ranked. And uh, I'm not saying that it doesn't belong, doesn't deserve that list, uh, that fanfare score. I guess the other guys just didn't score their other ballparks properly. Well, <laughs> let me let me just say this. Um, for ballparks number four through eight, had identical fanfare scores, so I had to go to the tiebreaker, which was the So that's ah. why Cincinnati ended up number four. Okay. Well, for me with Cincinnati, it's one of the cheapest places to see a major league game. You can buy a ticket there for five on an everyday basis, uh, $12 to $18 tickets, and these are actual seats that are decent. Uh, the red fan is like the White Sox fan. It's like the Oriole fan. They want to see a winner. So sometimes when you go see the Cubs play, it becomes Wrigley Field South, and you definitely see the flags waving. Uh, it's not a fancy ballpark. It doesn't knock you out with its design. I kind of wish they had the ballpark face in the skyline. That would really up the score. It does face the Ohio River and the Kentucky Hills. Uh, great food selection, though. They have some uh, nice locally made uh Mets, Metwurst and brats and hot dogs. They have something called uh, the Skyline Coney Dog, which is yes. uh, a tiny little pup dog with uh, chili sauce and mounds of cheddar cheese. So that's a nice regional dish. Dish. They have a, a French fry with scrapple on top. Not scrapple. You think, sorry, with getta on top of it, which is a locally made slaughter sausage. Uh, easy to park, $10. You can park there. Easy to get in and out. You, you can walk over the bridge from Newport, Kentucky to see the game. Uh, so there's a nice little ballpark village outside of it that is in its infancy. Give it some time. Uh, it will be a happening place. And you have the Christian Moorline uh, tap room nearby as well, which is a great spot for beer and food. So it, it ha- it's not a fancy uh, out of this world ballpark, but for the price and, you know, being at a major league game, it's a lot of fun. Now, if the Reds can win some games, and they are recently, uh, that place would be packed with uh, diehards because Red fans, you know, are just like uh, salivating at the at the mouth for a winner. So, yeah, uh, I have the Great American Ballpark at number seven. Uh, you know, I I. I do like some of the unique features. Um, I like the the riverboat that they've got in center field at the uh, at the uh, batter's eye. Probably the best batter's eye. Uh, the little smokestacks, which are it's totally Cincinnati. Um, definitely got the skyline chili on the uh, on the list, uh, and and I like it. I like that it faces out at the river. Um, <laughs> The history in that place is unbelievable. Oh, yeah, the Hall of the Fame. The Reds Hall Museum of Fame is, the best is one. amazing. Probably the best uh, in baseball. The only problem with it is it's an extra ticket. Mm-hmm. So you got to pay for it. But the uh, the bronze statues in that place are amazing. Like I'm not a Pete Rose fan. I'm one of the few that are still saying Pete Rose should not be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> but... His bronze statue is one of the best that I've ever seen. Uh, the they got him uh, sliding headfirst into home or whatever, and the hair flying all over. It's 
It's so Pete Rose. Uh, my biggest complaint about Great American Ballpark, which also is possibly the best corporate name ever, mm-hmm. it's too big. For Cincinnati, it's too yeah, big. Yeah, I can see that. If it was more the size of, let's say, uh, a ballpark that's in the top three, yeah, a couple of them. Yeah, that I'm thinking of. Um, it would be it would be a whole lot better. Yeah, and, it's, and, and Cincinnati is baseball first. Yeah, yeah, and another thing, uh, I uh, another odd thing about the the stadium is like right next door in back of center field on this raised platform is their sports arena, which probably comes in second to one of the worst major cities with an arena. Uh, Built 1975, it's been renovated once, but it looks like it looks exactly the same as it did on the introduction of WKRP in Cincinnati. So, if that was able to, if they were able to just move that away or knock it down, you think of the fun social space you can have out there as well. But uh, yeah, you're right, you're right, uh, Dave. It's it is a little bit too big, you know. Just just size it down a bit, and uh, you may have a, a may have a grand slam. I would be remiss in, in not saying, uh, of course, it is the favorite ballpark of my son. Oh, why does he oh. like it? Uh, probably because the Reds are his favorite team. Oh. <laughs> How did he become a Reds fan in, in the Toronto area? Uh, uh, two reasons. You didn't One, do your job right. His, his first softball team that he played on was the Reds. He played for them for two years. Softball. Yeah, he plays softball. Oh. And uh, and Joey Votto. Okay, yeah, Joey Votto. Okay, fair enough. And he's a, you know what? He wants to be a little bit of an original. And uh, you know, I'm not a I'm not a Cleveland Browns fan because my dad was a Cleveland Browns fan. So you know, mm. I, I get that. But yep, that's his favorite park. Okay. Nice. Uh, there's really nothing I can add that you guys haven't already touched on with, with Cincinnati. Uh, you know, the best Hall of Fame. Hands down, of any of them, uh, you know, it's it's important to have good places like Cincinnati, um, the history there, and it's good good to have not just the big cities, but have the smaller cities in the country represented. So uh, I don't know. It, it just like I said, my my ratings, especially for the National League, slide up and down. But you know, it's it's kind of low on mine. It's number seven. So that brings us to the the medal stand. The top three coming in at three is PNC Park, Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> so wow. I, I have PNC ranked number one. Uh, the location is fantastic. I love that it's on the on the river. Uh, I love the boats coming in. Uh, the barbecue out in, the, out in center field. Um, shoot, I can't remember the dude's name. Manny. Manny Sanguin. Yeah. Uh, Manny's barbecue is awesome. Uh, I would say the best concessions – Anywhere you can you can get your pierogies, you can get your Manny's barbecue, uh, you can get your Quaker steak, or you can Permanti Brothers. You Brothers. For some reason, I get the Permanti Brothers, um, but with the Capicola and cheese, the classic. Uh, yeah. Per- Here's a story. Here's a food story for you, real quick. Uh, first time we ever went to Pittsburgh. Um, I you know man versus food is a theme that runs for all our podcasts. I got went and got a Permanente Brothers sandwich. My wife didn't want one. I had to go up to the seat, and I left the sandwich behind with her, went to go get some sodas. I came back. The sandwich was gone. 
Wow. <laughs> nice. Now said, when I you're was, right. That was pretty good. <laughs> when I was and, talking, and you had to get another one. I did. When I was talking yeah. about Cincinnati being too big, uh, PNC is the perfect size. That's how big, yeah. that's how great American ballparks should be for that community. That size. Yeah, and I would just add that that stunning view of the skyline and the bridge and and the rivers is captivating. I never knew Pittsburgh had such a scenic view from the ballpark. It is it it's you're right. It's the perfect size. It's the perfect vessel for Pittsburgh baseball. The food is outstanding. Uh, there was a guy outside grilling some hot dogs when I was there last. And they had the natural casings, and you just snap into them. I bought two more. They were that good. Uh, you're right, the pierogi, the pierogi race, uh, you know, another fan base that's starving for a consistent winner. And, you know, if, if Cincinnati and Pittsburgh had these, it would. could you imagine? I'm sorry, if Pittsburgh had a consistent winner, could you imagine how much more that place would be uh, on our, our stadium lists? I had it number two, but – Easily could have it at number one. Very, very small division between one and two with my ballpark list. Well, if we're looking at the stadium journey rankings, um, I would say PNC has to be ranked perfectly, and the two ahead of it are overrated. Well, uh, no, one of them I wouldn't say. Because the guy who wrote the Pittsburgh Review is bang on. Uh, Must must be uh, somebody named Dave. That was mine. Yeah. (laughs) Has a ballpark, I mean, have ballparks ever been rated a five or any facility? Yes, yes. And very controversially, we might add. Yeah. I mean, is that... Uh, Oriole, Oriole Park got a five at one point. Yeah, well, that's probably when they won the division, correct? No. Oh, no. oh that was at Stephen Burke, wasn't it? No, it was not. Yeah. <laughs> Richard, Richard that was Richard. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, PNC Park for me is is ranked number one also. Love the ballpark. It's it's got an intimate. It, like you said, Dave, it's a perfect size. The views you can't beat them. The food is fantastic. Fans are friendly. The staff is outstanding. Little thing that I like to do every time we go, we always seem to hit Pittsburgh on a day where it's ninety degrees. So I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but if you walk down the river, you know, it, on the side of the ballpark, if you walk down towards where the, the three rivers come together, there's a little fountain that goes. It's up behind one of the where Jerome Bettis' restaurant is, and it runs down some steps, and it's a waiting fountain, so you can all go in there. So what we'll do is we'll wait for the traffic to leave, all the parking lots, and we'll sit there and wade, stick our feet in the water, and spend 10, 15 minutes cooling off, and let all the traffic leave, and then we're just right out of the parking lots. Hmm, that's an interesting little tidbit. I a little hid- hidden gem that we seem to hit, because it always seems to be hot when we're in Pittsburgh. I so. did not know that. Very good. All right, so we got... Two left, uh, and I don't agree with the, re- the positionings of one and two, and I don't think one should even be in the top three. But anyway, number two, AT&T Park in San Francisco. That was number one on my list, AT&T Park. And the reason why that was number one over Pittsburgh was I'm, I'm a, I like San Francisco. I think that's just a cool city to be in no matter what's going on there. Uh, the highlights for me was uh, the design of the ballpark. They went from this massive and hideous candlestick park to a more small, comfortable place for baseball. They made it a fun place to be. Uh, they added amazing food like uh, 
the garlic fries and they have seafood and they have sushi, which at one time was very odd to have at a ballpark, but it screams San Francisco. And the cha-cha bowls are amazing and well worth the wait. Every place you go to, there's a long line because the food is that good. You have McCovey's Cove in the background with the sailboats. You just have these nice smell of the fresh seawater, the seagulls flying above. It's just a very picturesque place to be. And it's a party. And when I was there it was during that, those three world series at the Giants one. So it was a top, it was a hot ticket. The neighborhood was amazing to be at. A lot of places were filled with fans before and after the game. My only complaint was the uh, BART transit line did not go to the ballpark and you had to find parking space if you were driving, which was a little bit pricey. Fortunately, my wife and I found a free spot and uh, went to the game. Yeah, I had AT&T Park at number two. Um, A lot of the stuff that you talked about, uh, great, great design. Uh, right on McCovey Cove there. And, of course, it's been famous with all of those Barry Bonds home runs that have been hit into the water. Uh, they have the giant glove. They have the giant Coke mm-hmm. bottle, which are all very unique to AT&T Park. Uh, we did the tour there, a great tour. When we did it, terrible tour guide. Uh, <laughs> but there's there's little things. Um, they have uh, 24 palm trees out in the front. For Willie yeah, Mays, because right. he wore number 24. The only thing that I didn't like about AT&T Park is it's expensive. Mm-hmm. Compared to Pittsburgh, it's really, really expensive. Like, we were sitting way up top, which isn't the worst spot, especially when you're there and you can look out on the bay. Um, and we were paying like almost 50 bucks for those tickets. Wow. That much, which was, which was pretty pricey for baseball, but you know what? Sold out, always sold out. Um, yeah, a a really good spot. And I'm going to, I'm going to guess Paul that you haven't been there, but it needs to be high on your list. You know what? I have been there. Oh, Just just not for a game. Just not for a game. It's actually 10 years ago. Now we went out to San Fran to catch a Patriots game at Candlestick. So it's been a little while. And while we were there, we took a tour of AT&T Park, and the place was just fantastic. I wish we could get back there soon to uh, to catch a ball game. And actually, one of my daughters was, was just out in San Francisco, the area, and she didn't go into the city. So, you, oh, you missed an opportunity. San Francisco is one of my favorite cities that I've visited. It's, yeah. So not only the ballpark, the city itself is fantastic. Well, you can get tickets for Giant Game now starting at 16 well, from $6 to $25, depending the night. Hmm. So I guess you got to pick the night. Wow, $6 seats? I must have been there in an odd-numbered year. Well, you know, <laughs> exactly. and, and that's the same thing with our next ballpark we're going to talk about. I was there, and I paid $33 for the ticket at the gate, and I'm thinking, what? And my seats, well, we'll talk about it yeah. coming up. So, yeah, uh, so National League has some outstanding ballparks. All right, rank number one here, if you've been keeping score, you know the only one left is Bush Stadium in St. Ugh. Louis. A lot of people really love this ballpark. I've been there. I thought, I think it's the most overrated ballpark in the major leagues. So That's, that's pretty high. I have Bush Stadium at number 12. Uh, there's a lot I like about Bush. Um, there is no other city 
in the country that is more baseball than St. Louis. Uh, the arc or the arch, um, the arch to the gateway to the west is viewable from the park, which is great. The ballpark village there is amazing. Overrated. Uh, but I would say that the timing is curious because to me, it came at the tail end of all of the, the retro parks and it was, there was nothing original for me. It was that, you know, they took this from that park. They took that from that park. And maybe it was because I had been to those other parks first. Maybe it was, you know, I had been to Baltimore and I had been to uh, Wrigley and I'd been to Fenway before I went to St. Louis, but there was nothing new there for me. So yeah, number 12. Yeah. And, and I think uh, that's kind of how I viewed it too. Uh, number one, the, the second Bush stadium was regarded as a cathedral to a lot of Cardinal fans. So you had some people that were a little bit resistant. They didn't feel like you had to knock that down to build a ballpark as you say, looked exactly like many other ones across the country. They they love this that they had this old stadium that was probably considered the best of the multi-purpose ones. Uh, to me, my problem with uh, the new Bush is that if you get certain seats and you're sitting in the right field bleachers, you have obstructed view. You can't see a corner of right field, and you can't see even parts of the scoreboard in center field, and that should not be happening at a ballpark built in 2006. No ifs, ands, or buts. Unless it says on your ticket, obstructed view, and they give you a little bit of a discount. I paid $33 for my seat. It was Bob Gibson bobblehead day. So I guess it was it was a Saturday night, so I guess the tickets were up in price. Uh, the Just... It, it's it's just okay. It's there. It's it's St. Louis. It's it doesn't look like anything I haven't seen before. It, it's probably a little bit sharper looking than Cincinnati and Cleveland. Uh, the ballpark village next door is kind of fun. It's uh, I don't think it's overrated, but I don't think it's Wrigleyville. I don't think it's outside of Fenway Park. Uh, they have a Hall of Fame as well outside that. Uh, comparing it to Cincinnati, may fall number two. It was very comprehensive, and uh, you can read my review on Stadium Journey. Just type it in. So, uh, yeah, yeah. And I had it at number 11. It wasn't anything anything spectacular to me. And Cardinal fans can be annoying at times, just like Cub fans. So, yeah, I can't really add much that you guys haven't talked about. I was not a fan of the Ballpark Village. I just thought it was a bunch of bars thrown together. Big deal. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, there's nothing, nothing original about the ballpark. It, like you said, Dave, uh, a little piece from this one, a little piece from that one. And St. Louis being one of the marquee teams really should have set a trend and not just copied a trend. Um, the view, fantastic of the arch and right near the river. It's, you know, it's got a decent location. The light rail that pulls up right outside the ballpark is a plus. That's nice. Yeah. So, uh, you know, a lot of good things about it, but nothing to distinguish it, nothing to warrant the number one ranking. Yeah. And- wasn't it that after, like, this is a feeling that I got, that after they built Bush and it took away another quote-unquote cookie-cutter stadium, uh, to me, it just redefined cookie-cutter, right? Like, it exactly. was just a, it's just a new cookie-cutter. It's not round anymore. It's it's a different shape. It's the red brick. It's the green seats. It's this and then that. And so that's why, I think that's kind of why we mentioned ballparks that stand out, like uh, Minnesota, for example, 
you know, things that look a little different. So what, what's yeah. the new trend going to be? We don't know. But yeah. there, there's our ranking of the National League parks. So uh, before we close up, guys, do we want to give our our top uh, three for each of us personally? Oh, let me uh, recap between the American and National. Stadium Journey's top five ballparks. Pittsburgh at number five. San Fran at number four. Cleveland at number three. Baltimore is number two, and St. Louis was number one, highest ranking of both leagues. So I got, and I'm I'm really heavily National League biased here. So my top five overall, number five, I have Petco. Number four, I have Marlins Ballpark. Number three, I have Kaufman. Number two, AT&T Park. And number one, I have PNC. Okay. And in fact, it, in my top 10, no. Yeah, in my top 10, seven of them are in the National League. Well, I only asked for the top three, so all right. <laughs> yeah, uh, top, top three, I top, have. Or top five, since Dave set the yeah. trend. Top okay, five. top five, I have uh, Baltimore. Four, I have San Diego, Petco Park. Three, I have Wrigley Field. Two, Pittsburgh's PNC Field. And number one, San Francisco. But I have a feeling that Minnesota could creep up and knock Baltimore and maybe even San Diego off that list sometime soon. All right, let's see. So for me, uh, number five was Minnesota. Number four was Kansas City. Number three is Fenway. Number two is Pittsburgh. And number one is Camden Yards. Hmm. So I went the opposite. I have an American League slant. But yeah. I also know that if I have gone to so a couple places, if I go to AT&T, Petco, those might jump in. And, of course, Field, they may knock out some of the other ones. So, there you go. All 15 National League ballparks ranked. If you agreed with our rankings, if you did not agree for your rankings, go to our go to the website. Go to stadiumjourney.com. Put in some crowd reviews. Give us your input. Go to the Facebook channel. Go to our Twitter account at stadium journey go to instagram go wherever and let us know what you think if you agree disagree we want to hear it all doesn't matter um and in addition to stadium journey for more of the best podcasts on the internet check out hiactalkradio.com or on twitter at hiactalkradio so where our next show will be in three weeks on august 21st i believe our topic will be football believe it or not it's that time of year again now, is there? Are we not having a show uh, from the convention? We'll have to discuss that. Hopefully, we'll have a bonus. A bonus. Uh, what do they call it? Web webisode. Webisode or episode? I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to discuss the logistics, and, and if I can sneak my stuff onto a plane. <laughs> so, uh, Dan, in the coming weeks, do you have any stadium journeys planned? And even if not, where can our listeners follow you? No, in the next coming weeks, it's my birthday, and that's what I'm doing. So follow me on Twitter at DanLaw83. 24 to 1. Wow. Wow. That that's game? timely. No, that's yeah, I'm it. done. I'm, I'm not watching another Met game until 2019. <laughs> so, Mark, where, where could our listeners follow you not watching the Mets? And do you have any trips planned in the coming uh, weeks? It, it, definitely not to see the Mets play. I mean, I'm going to check my schedule to make sure the Mets are not the away team. I Hold on. I'm just going to go up and just scream into a pillow. Uh, you can follow me at Ballpark Hunter on Twitter. I will be in Chicago at Guaranteed Rate Field on August 18th, and I will be hitting uh, Cincinnati's Great American Ballpark the week after. And then on September 22nd, it will be uh, Co-America 
park in uh, Detroit. And Dave, do you have any stadium journeys planned and where can our listeners follow them? I do. On August 8th, I am happy to uh, see our Australian Lloyd, Lloyd Rothwell. He comes uh, north of this border and way far away from his home. He's going uh, across a lot of borders. Yeah. <laughs> He's doing a quick whirlwind uh, ballpark tour, but he will be in Toronto at Rogers Center to play a certain Red Sox team on August 8th. August 9th, uh, in honor of today is Vladdy Jr. Day as he has made his debut with the Buffalo Bisons. I'm going to head down and see them. Uh, they're playing... Uh, Lloyd Brown's favorite minor league team, the Gwinnett Strippers. I mean, I mean Stripers. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then the weekend of August the 11th, August 12th, it'll be Stadium Journey Convention, and I will be in New Orleans to see the Baby Cakes. So you can follow all those at Profan9 on Twitter and Instagram. And as for myself, this coming weekend will be the uh, the Red Sox two-step hitting McCoy Stadium on Friday and the Fenway Park to see the Sox-Yankees Sunday. And, of course, they move that game to 8 p.m. Damn them. Damn ESPN. And then the following week, it'll be my turn to take the Southern trip. So I'll be hitting up New Orleans, Mobile, Mississippi Braves, Biloxi Shuckers, uh, Pensacola Blue Wahoos, uh, Birmingham Barons, and then the Atlanta Braves before I head home. So you can follow all my stadium journeys on Twitter or Instagram at PuckmanRI. And I just hope either A, there's no hurricane, or B, it's not 110 degrees with <laughs> with 150% humidity. No tropical storms here. Exactly. Yeah.